I'm Natasha. And I'm Sarah. We're two girlfriends who met in the entertainment industry where we found the most important commonality, our faith in Jesus. This is our faith-based podcast where we share with you guys encouragement from the Word of God, different struggles that we faced as believers, and how we navigate being in the world but not of the world. We are Covered Covered by by Grace. Welcome back to another episode of the Covered by Grace podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a big topic, the topic of deliverance. And we have joining us a very special guest and friend, our friend Anna. If you guys have listened to one of our podcast episodes, it was about a year ago, we had Anna on talking about her testimony from New Age to Jesus. And it was really powerful. And I know that a lot of you guys really enjoyed it. So we have her back today. And we just thought it would be such a great topic to just unpack deliverance. I know we probably can't unpack the whole thing in one episode, but we're excited to just, yeah, just chat about it. So thank you, Anna, for joining us. We're excited to chat today. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me back on. Very exciting. So can you maybe explain deliverance to our listeners who might not know what that means? And then we'll jump into your experiences with it as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. Big topic. So deliverance, um, as the Bible tells us, deliverance is the children's bread. So it is our portion as believers to walk in total freedom while we're here on earth, um, not just when we die and go to heaven. So deliverance has to do with um, freedom in our minds, freedom in our souls, freedom in our bodies from all bondage, um, from all evil, wicked spirits, from all demons. Um, and it's, it's really our portion. So that's basically what deliverance is, is freedom. Cool. I actually really like how you describe that because mm-hmm. I feel like normally when people say deliverance, they're like, it's casting out demons, which that is yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> but I like that you, it sounds like such a positive spin to say it's freedom and that it's our portion to have freedom. I think that is so good. And I also kind of think that ties in as well. Like, I don't know, I'm a big believer that inner healing and deliverance should go together because I know that a lot of times when you go to like an, um, an inner healing session or a deliverance session, normally the the pastor or minister who's, who's ever conducting this will say like, we'll do as the Holy Spirit leads because it could be inner healing that's needed. It could be deliverance. So I like how it kind of sounds like all encompassing when you talk about freedom. And so I guess a big question that some people would wonder is how can Christians get demons or have demons? Like how does that even happen? Um, I like to kind of break it down into three different uh, categories just to make it make more sense. Um, Most of us, I would say like 99% of people have it. Um, It's more common than people think. Um, And it comes typically in three different ways. So whether it's inheritance, which is the first way. So you're born with them. They're passed down through your bloodline, through sins of your ancestors. And we read this through so many Bible stories as well, um, that it's a bloodline um, inherited demon. Just as you inherit certain sicknesses, you can inherit demonic um, influence as well. So that's the first way I would say, um, which is the most common. And this a lot of times is not your fault. It's not anything you did. Um, But if it is coming up and out in in your lifetime, then you're the one breaking that off of your your family for generations to come. So it's a really powerful 
um, thing to go through. Um, the second would be intrusion. So if you've suffered um, immense trauma, if there's a weakness in your life um, that has given legal ground for entry for demons. Um, not saying that everybody that goes through trauma will get a demon. It's just dependent on really like if you go through something dramatic it, or or really difficult, um, traumatizing in your life, whether it's sexual abuse or car accident or whatever it may be, it's so important to heal in the hands hands of God, right? To go through that with the Lord. Um, a lot of people turn to other coping mechanisms and open doors um, to the demonic uh, through, you know, trauma in their lives. And then the last one I would say, uh, which I was involved with, you guys know from my testimony, is involvement um, in the occult. So witchcraft, um, even white magic, um, you know, manifesting, channeling, Ouija boards, um, opening all these sorts of doors with crystals, with um, shamanic practices, ayahuasca, different things like this, more uh, deeper level of involvement in occult practices. Wow. You touched on so many different things there. And it's just so crazy to hear how many different outlets demons can, I guess, come from um, and be present in our lives. And actually, I wanted to ask you, do you think that it can also come from environment? Because I feel like I experienced this when I lived in a certain house growing up. And it was an older house. It was like 50 years old, probably when we moved in. And the presence in that house, I never felt settled. Even though I was a child, I always felt uh, scared and kind of on edge and almost unhealthy too. And so once we moved out, my whole family experienced almost uh, a crazy weight lift off of us. And we didn't really realize what it was at the time. But now looking back, I mean, even my mom and everyone thinks that it's something to do with the environment that we were living in. So I'm just curious, do you think it's also environmental, like spaces that you're in? Can they, cannot be there too? I think they can definitely host demons, mm-hmm. um, unclean spirits, wicked spirits. Um, they're all different levels of sorts of demons. I, I don't know necessarily if they would be um, considered to be in the body versus outside of the body, just in the environment. So a lot of times when, you know, um, demons or unclean spirits are attracted to unclean things. So right. if there was a, if there was a murder in the house, there was a rape mm-hmm. in the house, there was something traumatic that happened. Mm. Unclean spirits, evil spirits are drawn to those kinds of atmospheres. If you, right. you know, you've seen these hoarder shows, these these houses that are so unclean, these are dwelling places for demons because this is the scent that they go after. Mm. Anything like anything unclean, that's where they, they uh, dwell, right? So wow. a lot of times, um, what you've experienced more like poltergeist activity um, is because of roaming spirits, not necessarily in your body, but more in the environment that you're in. Wow. And that makes sense now thinking back because the house, when we moved into it before that many, many moons ago, it was a house that was considered a party house, which is so crazy. But the owner had multiple different houses and that was the house they used to host crazy wild parties and now so thinking back once we once we renovated it it was no longer that house anymore and it was a house where we lived but thinking back that makes sense so maybe you can tell us a little bit about your experience with deliverance and how you needed it and how you actually got set free 
and how like how did you like what um, out of those three that you mentioned how did it come about for you yeah so I mean I guess long story I'll try and put it in a nutshell for you but um I actually did not know Christians could have demons. I did not know a thing about deliverance um, until the Holy Spirit told me that I had demons in my body. So it was a pretty unique experience. Um, I was attending a church at the time, and we were all fasting. So we were on a three-week fast. Um, my first time really fasting as a new believer. This was only a couple months after being saved, by the way. Um, that this started happening to me, um, I went to a service and I started manifesting a demon. I didn't know that's what was happening to me. Um, all of a sudden, I just felt that I, I didn't want to be in the church. I felt like running out of there. I felt really uncomfortable. Um, I couldn't breathe. I started getting really intense headaches, brain fog. I started getting nauseous. And as the worship increased, um, I started to feel an entity uh, wrap itself around my body like a snake. And I went into this unconscious state. So my head kind of just fell down. Um, you know, I couldn't talk. I couldn't see. Um, I couldn't move. And I was just shaking. And I, I felt like I was dying. I didn't know what was happening to me. But I just knew intuitively it was spiritual. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I couldn't speak, so I couldn't even cry out for help. Um, unfortunately, at the time, uh, the church I was attending, they were not familiar with, you know, casting out of demons. They were not familiar with deliverance, so um, nobody really helped. Um, they just sat with me and prayed. They just did what they knew what to do, right? Um, and so I just prayed, and I cried out to God in my head, and I just said, Lord, what is happening to me? And the Holy Spirit in that moment spoke to me and told me, tell them to cast it out of you. And I just was in complete shock sitting there manifesting a demon. It went on for two hours, and, you know, it was pretty intense, pretty brutal. I was basically being choked out in the spirit and going unconscious, and the Lord just told me, I made you strong, I made you courageous, um, that I needed deliverance, and that he was with me in this. And after that day, I went home, and, and I started Googling, you know, started researching, like, what the heck is going on? And I started learning about deliverance. And that um, especially people that have been involved in a cult, you know, when you've dabbled in, in the uh, enemy's camp, how you've opened the door for these spirits to be in, in your body, right? Take residence in your body. And as you guys know from my testimony, um, I channeled spirits. So I gave them full access to my body without knowing really what I was doing. Um, and so that's how I first learned that I needed deliverance. It was really just the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to me and teaching me uh, that this was kind of the next step in my sanctification process, my next step of of him purifying me and cleansing me as a vessel to be used in this ministry in the future. Wow. That's, that is crazy. And, um, well, I was just going to ask you as well, just before we jump on to the next question, but, um, something I also just wanted to emphasize for people listening is, is that 
the reason why we talk about these things is not because we also want to give the darkness power, right? Like I know that sometimes when people hear these types of things, they get like spooked out or different things like that. But just remember that Jesus is, the name of Jesus is more powerful, you know, than, uh, than the darkness. Um, but I think sometimes we get like really wrapped up and also like thinking about it and get carried away and then it kind of brings warfare onto ourselves. So just a reminder to like, you know, if like if people listen and they're like, oh my gosh, and then you, you know, you just have to remember that. Um, but then I was going to ask you as well, how, what was the process like then in getting set free? So it was quite a lengthy process for me. It took about nine months to get every single demonic spirit out. So, um, you know, the demons are actually housed in our soul realm. They're in the soul realm. So we're made up of spirit, soul, and flesh. Um, they are not dwelling in the spirit. The spirit is where the Holy, our spirit is with the Holy Spirit, right? So they occupy in the soul realm. Um, and people can have up to thousands of demons. It's, it's literally insane because the space and the spirit is so different than the space in our physical uh, reality that we live in. Um, so I had quite a few, I don't know the total number that ended up coming out, but it was a process. It took time and it took layers. I had multiple, um, deliverance sessions, um, that included renouncing, repenting, um, forgiving, cutting soul ties. So there was a lot of work that went into it. Um, but I have to say, um, you know, one of the most powerful moments I had, um, was, one deliverance session, uh, one of the first ones where two spirits came out. Um, I think it was the spirit of witchcraft, and um, I, I don't remember the other one honestly. But it was. I really actually remember it. I actually remember it from you telling me your story. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. <laughs> so this this moment, I have to say, you know, deliverance at the end of the day, it's about the presence of God. It's not about demons, and it is the most powerful encounter you'll ever have with the Trinity. And what I experienced was one of the most loving uh, moments I ever had with the Father. I remember it was a church service. I was feeling nauseous and I knew I was going through deliverance and um, I was just standing in the front row and they were doing an altar call. And I just felt it in me like, Lord told me today's a day, it's gonna happen, right? And I remember just praying and the Lord was speaking to me and saying, just wait to go up till the end. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait till the end. And he told me, go now. And then as soon as I stepped out, same thing happened. I, I went into this unconscious state um, where I was like blacked out. Kind of, I wasn't there, I was with the father, you know, he was holding me in the palm of his hand. And they started praying for me. They started casting and commanding um, demons to come out. And all of a sudden, I could just hear in the distance the screaming. And then all of a sudden, I realized that was me screaming. And it was actually the demon exiting my body. So I was in this different alternate reality with the father where I could hear a scream, but I could I didn't know it, it was me, right? Um, so it was really unique. But um, in that moment, I was in the Trinity. So I could feel the power of the Holy Spirit in my body, and I could Feel how powerful the Holy Spirit is versus what minuscule power a demon has because I could feel the spirit of witchcraft actually leave my body as I screamed it out. It was like this weight came off of me, but I felt how tiny its power was compared to the fire of the Holy Spirit that was burning inside my body. 
And at the same time, I could hear the father speaking to me because truthfully, I was nervous. You know, the first time that thing manifested, it was really scary. I, I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to die. This thing was wrapped around me. And I was asking the father, is it going to hurt? You know, what's going to happen? Are you here with me? And the whole time he's speaking to me so clear, daughter, I have you. It's not going to hurt. I'm with you. I made you for this. You're strong. You're courageous. I love you. And I just never felt so close to him. And then as soon as the demon left my body, the presence of the Lord Jesus showed up so strong and I could identify all three of them at the same time I was in, in the palm of his hand in the Trinity. And it was just such a powerful, beautiful encounter with God. And that's what I really want to focus on is it's the Holy Spirit that comes to deliver. It's the Holy Spirit that sets free. It's the Holy Spirit that casts out demons in the name of Jesus. So um, it's more about an encounter with the, with God than it is about the demon, the devil, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, I'm glad you shared that too, because I, to be per- perfectly honest, like I haven't really heard of anyone's deliverance story within the church. And I think it is like a controversial topic amongst Christians and the body of Christ to talk about deliverance sometimes. And um, I know that not all churches practice that as well. Like there's some churches that won't dive into that that area. And I was just wondering your perspective on why that may be. I mean, do you want the truth? <laughs> Let's hear your perspective. Yes. <laughs> I, I would say that um, it's Satan at work. You know, it's mm. it's the enemy blinding the eyes of the believer to the walking in the true freedom that God, um, the Lord Jesus Christ, died for. He didn't die for you to live with depression, with misery, with sickness, with demons, with torment for the rest of your life. He died for you to walk in true freedom and fulfill the call and purpose and will that he has for your life. So I think as a church, we need to um, stop shying away and doing what what God has instructed us to do. And it's to cast out demons, to heal the sick, right? To raise the dead. These are all things he commands us to do. And again, it's about bringing the presence of God um, because that's what brings deliverance, right? It's not about glorifying the devil. So I think that's such a lie of the enemy that's crept into the church um, Mm -hmm. just to keep bound, really, just to keep believers bound and from walking in their true freedom. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, I I totally agree. I feel like and and you know, for people listening as well, like like you were saying, it doesn't mean everyone has a demon, but there could be someone listening who's like, you know, I've tried so many things and it's just I haven't been able to get free. And mm-hmm. I know that that I think that after doing inner healing and you're feeling like, okay, this is something that is not breaking, it's like that, you know, it could be definitely something to look into for sure. And mm-hmm. I know that it can also be you know, like you were saying, can manifest in so many ways. It can be sicknesses. Like I actually was even just thinking yesterday, I was watching this documentary. This was like two years ago. And um, these, they weren't pastors. Maybe some of them were pastors, but they basically went into this like a recovery home and it was a rehabilitation center in a way for people who were struggling with drug use and things like that. And they specifically went there because God gave them the name of this person. So they went there and they're like, hey, is there like a mat here or something like that? So this whole group of guys are there. They're they they're prophesying over this guy, Matt. And then one of the guys there 
um, they ask if they can pray for him. So they start praying for him and he is like, stop praying for me right now because I'm getting such severe pain in my body. And he's like, I'm like literally going to punch one of you right now. Like he's like, I don't want to, but I'm going to. And so they were like, and they kept praying and he's like, you need to stop. And you can tell he was getting so angry. Um, and they kind of just stopped praying for him. But then like, I just thought of that episode yesterday and I was like, wait, why, why didn't they cast that out of him because it was obviously like a demon getting really aggravated by the prayer, right? Because we know that that can come up through worship, through prayers, through so many different things. And I'm like, oh, like why? You know what I mean? But I guess it didn't occur to them at the moment or it's something either they didn't know about. I'm sure it's something knowing this type of church, I think it's something they believed in, but maybe they just didn't understand in that moment that that's what it was or, you know, I'm not really sure. So I think that, um, yeah, and that kind of actually ties into the next question, which could be, which is what are some signs that someone might have a demon? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's tons. Um, I'll just kind of name a couple. I made a list here, but I think what's most important is, you know, just pray and ask the Holy Spirit. If that's something you're curious about, I think with me, the Holy Spirit told me right? So he's going to tell you what's going on inside of your body. And if it is just a sickness, right, and you need to take vitamin C or you need to get medical help or whatever, the Holy Spirit will lead you. But if it's demonic, then the Holy Spirit will lead you in that direction as well, right? So I just want to say, like, before I say all the symptoms, just pray about your situation. Um, For me, I was hearing voices talking inside of my head, and I knew that it wasn't my own voice, and I knew it wasn't the voice of the Lord, it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Um, So a lot of people hear, um, you know, very intrusive thoughts or intrusive um, language or, or even somebody talking to you. Um, so that might be, you know, one symptom. Um, feeling the sensation of demons actually moving inside of your body, so pressure in your head, stomach areas, um, nervous system. I, I would feel sometimes like snakes moving in my thighs. Like it's very weird, but you could feel something it crawling inside of your skin. Um, I feel like this is a little more severe, but um, having frequent nightmares, like nonstop nightmares, um, sometimes like very bad or horrific nightmares being repeated over and over again. This isn't normal. Um, Basically, um, nausea, vomiting. So I would throw up every single Sunday. I would go to church while I was going through my deliverance process. Like I was constantly nauseous. Um, Seeing demons, obviously, if you're having visions, again, dreams, or if you're seeing them with your natural eyes while you're awake, um, that can definitely be a sign. That's something I experienced. Um, Sometimes you can smell demons. I've experienced this as well. It kind of has like a putrid smell, but you can smell them sometimes like sulfur. Um, Yeah, and having uh, very strong um, compulsions that you can't control. So behavior patterns that are not of God um, that you can't control. So even overeating like excessively, like binge eating or porn addictions or the things that you were, you're just like consumed by it and you can't control it. You can't stop it. Even smoking cigarettes, different things like that, alcohol, drugs. These are all things. Um, if you can't put it down, that might be a demon behind it. Right. Um, abnormal fashion fascination with the occult or murder, watching horror movies, like obsessed with horror movies, murder, these 
type of things, anything unclean like we talked about before, um, having abnormal strong feelings of rage or hate could be some irrational fears, like being afraid of everything, going outside, you know, drinking water, like people have these abnormal fears that don't really make sense. Um, strong uh, panic attacks um, is a big sign. Um, phobias and just being paranoid about these kinds of just regular life things. Um, yeah, let me just see what else. Um, seeing dark shadows in your house and uh, poltergeist activity, so objects flying off the shelves in your, your bedroom or closets opening and shutting, different things like that. Um, levitating, this has been seen in more severe cases. I've actually seen this in somebody as well. As I began to pray for them, they started levitating off the ground, um, screaming, get it out of me. So, I mean, these are a little more serious um, cases. Mm -hmm. um, speaking in demonic tongues, again, this is more occult um, things. Having abnormal physical strength. So I don't know if you've ever seen that where, you know, someone is being arrested and the cops can't hold them down and there's like five people on one person and they're still able to push them off. Demons have an abnormal strength, um, so physical strength. Um, dizziness, blackout, seizure. I had really bad vertigo uh, from the python spirit especially. Um, so these things um, can happen. And then abnormal twitching sometimes, shaking. I had that. Um, different body parts. Um, I don't know. There's so many I could list, but I think that's good for now. Yeah. Well, it just sounds so debilitating. Like I can't even imagine what those feelings and those sensations would feel like. And actually like a personal experience, someone close to me, um, loved horror films and, um, was obsessed with them. And, lived in a place that was very dark and had like figurines all around him that were very much like these horror figures and had an obsession. And so um, we noticed things like this in him as well. And so my mom and I and a family friend of ours went over to the place and um, christened it on the walls with the, with, with oil put um, cross on the wall. And actually that led him to move out of that place. And he's almost completely set free from, all those demons that were tormenting him, even though he didn't realize it was demons around him, it most definitely was from our side looking in to what he was experiencing. And so it probably looks different for everyone, like what they experience, like you listed a whole, um, a whole list there of different symptoms. But for him, it was just like he was in a depressive state and just just unwell. And it was because he was letting himself be emerged yeah. in horror films and had an obsession with horror figurines and all that kind of stuff. It was just surrounding him. And like even walking into the place, you know, you could feel it. And so that's, it's really interesting how you described all that, because I guess it would be very different for each individual, but how would you say is a good way for people to, to be set free? Like what would be like the most common thing to do or like the first step if people don't know how to? I mean, pray to God and find out what's going on with you, right? I mean, if you have constant fatigue, you can't get out of bed, you have this heaviness, you have depression, like something's mm -hmm. not right. 
how like a lot of people suffer with that and they don't realize it's demonic right. um, or even what you just shared, right? That's um, the first step is just praying and, and really getting the answer to what's going on with your unique situation because everybody is different. Um, from there, seeking out um, ministers that practice deliverance. Um, unfortunately, not every church does. And it's also really important to go where the anointing is that can break the yoke because um, there are different levels of demons, um, different levels of anointing that's required to cast mm -hmm. out certain um, levels of demons. So really going where the power of God is moving and people are being set free. Um, that is what I would recommend. Um, I don't know if we can list in the chat after. I know a couple um, ministers and churches that we can recommend or I can recommend, but um, definitely that would be the first thing. There's also online Zoom deliverances now. People are being set free through online, so God is moving in a powerful way, and I think um, what he really put on my heart is just that freedom's going to break out worldwide, and this is something that's He's bringing his church back to, to be equipped and do what he's called us to always do, right? And so I think we're going to see a lot more people be set free in the years to come. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned um, just kind of like the first step being praying and asking the Lord to to guide you, right? Because like you were saying before, if it is necessarily, it could be a demon, it could be something else, like you're saying something medical, um, but in the case that it is a demon, then of course you want to know where to go. And I think a lot of people struggle with knowing where to go because a lot of their churches might kind of invalidate what they're experiencing, which is really difficult. So I think that it's great that if we have some resources for sure, especially online resources, because, you know, I know people will drive far to get to different churches and things like that. Um, but I think it's great that there's the option to have, yeah, that, that online option as well. Yeah. And um, just our last question, which you always like to ask at the end is if there's anything else that you wanted to add or anything else that you wanted to share with our audience for today. Um, just to, if you do need deliverance, just have no shame about it. You know, for me, it was, um, I was kind of the first one in my group of friends, I guess, or church or, or just at people I knew that was talking about this. And mm -hmm. I knew what the Lord told me. I knew what he spoke to me. And I literally just had to hold on to that word and pursue deliverance with everything I had. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily met with understanding all the time. So I think just have no shame, um, you know, being demonized. It's, it's not anything to be shameful of, and it's actually quite brave of you to embark on the journey to become set free. Um, I think it's powerful. It's powerful for your own life, but for your future generations to come as well. It's not just for you that you're being set free, um, but also for your bloodline. And um, just really hold on to what the Lord has revealed to you and, and, and seek your freedom. You deserve to live, you know, a whole happy life of torment and um yeah depression and all these things that people are just putting up with on a day-to-day -day basis thinking this is this is normal wow well thank you so much for sharing all that and if people have questions for you and maybe like want to reach out to talk to you a little bit about it more can they do that on instagram or what's your handle that we can share with our listeners yeah absolutely they can do it through instagram so it's miss 
Anna Sylvia on Instagram. And um, I don't know, you guys can add that as well um, as a link. Leave that in the show notes. Uh, Perfect. Well, that's awesome. That is all for today's episode. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and give us a review, it would mean so much to us. It helps us to continue creating more content just like this. We really appreciate the support and we'll see you guys in the next episode.